Today we continue our series on missing at Christmas, which we started last week. Just a two-part series last week and this week, talking about things that uh, we are missing, we're possibly missing uh, during, during Christmas. Um, last week we noted that the greatest danger in Christian life is familiarity. Familiaridade, o maior perigo na vida cristã. And, and then we tend to get used to, to things that we do often. Things we hear, things we celebrate, and, and Christmas is one of them. I mean, every year it comes around, doesn't it? And, and something which once upon a time was, was so exciting, you look forward to Christmas. A few dozen Christmases after, it's, ach nie, man, Christmas of year. Again, all the shopping and all the queues and all the food and, oh, help me. So much to do, so little time, so our hands to do it in. And what was once an exciting thing because of familiarity, it loses its appeal. And for many people, that, that happens at Christmas, isn't it? And maybe that happens because we are missing something in our Christmas. And this is what we are considering in this series of hours. In the midst of all the hustle and bustle, maybe we are missing something. Maybe we need to rediscover something that we've lost in this Christmas season. Maybe we need to strip back all the layers that we have added on to Christmas. Huh? Because we've done it, haven't we? Over the years, we've packed this and we've packed that and we put things on top of things and then eventually we get overwhelmed and Christmas becomes a stress instead of a joy. And so we need to strip some things back. And last week, we, we talked about amazement being missing from our Christmas. If you missed that, go to awakenlife.co.za and you can hear it over there and you can catch up with last week's message. We've heard that Christmas stories so many times that we've lost the sense of amazement. That for that night to happen, amazing things had to happen over hundreds, thousands of years, which led to that night. Amazing. We've lost the wow of Christmas. Guys, let's put the wow back into our Christmas. Amen. Today, we're going to find something else that's missing in our Christmas. And together, I want to, to read some scripture. At Christmas time, there are a certain number of scriptures around the birth of Jesus that are very pop that we're going to read right now. Ch Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And here we go. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. So she's engaged to Joseph. They haven't been married yet. They haven't come together as husband and wife yet. And she finds herself with child. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Listen, take a note of it. Let's bring it back to 2019. Uh, today, if a young single girl gets pregnant, people are going to go, oh, okay, she's pregnant. All right. Back in those days, it was not so. Girls did not get pregnant until they got married. And in the Jewish culture, Mary ran the risk of being stoned to death by being unfaithful to her fiancé. That's how serious it was taken back then. And, and by the way, God still takes it seriously, okay? 
<laughs> but, but that is what I, but Joseph, he didn't want to, to destroy Mary's life. So he thought, you know, before anything happens, I'm going to kind of break off this engagement. I'm going to slip away and she can live a life and I'll live my life. And, and he's trying to see what he can do without destroying Mary's life. And while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Wow. And so all this was done that it might be filled or fulfilled. Which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying. Behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel commanded him and took him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Uh, just a quick note on that last verse. He did not know her. That means he did not have sexual relationship. He did not know her as his wife until she had brought forth her firstborn son. Jesus was Mary's firstborn, which means she had other children. I'm just mentioning this because some people think that Mary only had Jesus. No, Jesus was her firstborn. If the Bible says he was the firstborn, it's because there was a second and more. And the Bible does say that Jesus had brothers and sisters. Amen? And so just by the way, just for us to understand that scripture. Now, uh, uh, that is a great familiar passage. Everybody knows the story. You've heard it how many times? You're in church or maybe at home around the Christmas table. You might quickly open the Bible and read this. It is familiar. But there are a few things that I want to point out to you from this passage. And I'm not pointing out because we miss them. I'm pointing them out because you're so familiar with them that they lose their uniqueness. They kind of go, ching, because they're so used to it. Quando lemos uma passagem assim, estamos tão familiares com ela que às vezes não vemos o que está ali. Perdemos a maravilha dessa passagem. Let's take a quick look at some of those things. A. Mary became pregnant as a virgin. Did you notice that? Mary became pregnant as a virgin. I mean, this is quite normal, right? I mean, it happens every day, doesn't it? You see, it is... We, we read it quickly, but hang on. Mary had never been touched by a man. She was being a good, godly woman, saving herself for marriage. As every good, godly girl should still do today, amen? It's still a godly thing. And so Mary was doing her best to be her best. <laughs> but she gets pregnant and she didn't do anything. One day she's going about the bed, she starts getting, feeling sick in the morning, feeling, feeling funny. <laughs> What's going on here? Huh? What happened to Mary? She's living her life and out of nowhere, she gets sick, she gets irritable, she gets pregnant. Guys, I, I don't know about you, but I would classify that as supernatural, wouldn't you? Huh? Ficar grávida enquanto virgem é algo sobrenatural, né? Something supernatural. B, uh, B, Joseph has an angelic encounter. So, 
Joseph is considering, what am I going to do? And an angel shows up. Now, I mean, it's, it's common, isn't it? It happens every day, doesn't it? Angels come to you and tell you what to do, which car to buy, which house to go, when to change your work, right? It's a common thing, right? Nah. I've been preaching the gospel for years and I've been talking about angels. Have you ever seen one? When it happens, it's a supernatural thing, wouldn't you say? And it happened in Bible times, it still happens today. I, I've, not, I've got friends who have seen angels. And when it happens, it's like, <laughs> it's supernatural. It's not your everyday thing. And yet we, 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 we read the story, oh yeah, that's right, yeah, Joseph, uh, yeah, he had an angelic encounter. Come on, guys, pause. When last have you seen an angel? And looking at me doesn't count. Anyway, that is supernatural. He goes to sleep thinking about his fiance, what he's going to do, and an angel comes and gives him instruction, direction, clears everything up. Number C, the baby is Jesus, the Emmanuel, God with us. Again, not your ordinary everyday baby. Babies are born every day. Normal, ordinary babies grow up and, you know, do their thing. But their sins, Jesus would be God himself, God incarnate, and show us what God looks like, what he talks like, how he loves like. It's not your ordinary baby. And I don't know about you, but I would classify that as supernatural too. I mean, come on, God becoming man, becoming one of us is supernatural. Amen. So, with all this in mind, what is often missing in our Christmas? The supernatural. Now, Webster's Dictionary describes supernatural as being beyond or exceeding the powers or laws of nature. Miraculous. A supernatural event is one which is not produced according to the ordinary or established laws of natural things. Here's another definition. Events, forces, or powers that cannot be explained by the laws of science and that seem to involve gods or magic. Huh? That's supernatural. And, and we are so skeptical of anything labeled supernatural. You know, when these guys come into these tricks and, and, and it seems supernatural, ah, uh, come on, what's a trick? Uh, what's behind it? We doubt. We are skeptical. We don't take anything. And that's why some people, they refuse to believe in Christianity and in the God of the Bible because it's supernatural. There's got to be an explanation. We are missing something here, guys. It cannot be supernatural because it defies the laws of nature. And so we are so skeptical to anything labeled supernatural. We are conditioned to think that everything has an explanation. And that's why people still today, they're trying to explain away the crucifixion of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. They're trying to invent reasons, perhaps this happened and perhaps that happened because we just refuse to accept the supernatural. We think science or common sense can explain everything 
anything we don't understand. But I believe we are talking here about some supernatural stuff. Look at the story. A virgin becoming pregnant is outside the bounds of common sense. huh? Science just doesn't have the formula to explain angels. Huh? And God coming to save us. Hey, that's just totally supernatural. I mean, God becoming one of us? Are you crazy? I believe we are missing out on the supernatural in our Christmas. The birth of Jesus and all that he did after was supernatural. His whole life was supernatural. And here are four supernatural things I think we miss at Christmas. Let's look at them. Four things. Number one, the supernatural act of forgiveness. Think about it. Are we missing the supernatural act of forgiveness? Have you thought about what forgiveness means? Come on. You, you, you know yourself. Okay? You know what you've done. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Eh? Which you like to keep to yourself. You don't tell anybody. Okay? But you know. All right? And, and we all have something inside of us that, that lets us know that we've done wrong stuff. And that is why we do a lot to try and make up for all the bad we've done. And you find some people, they think if they do more good stuff than, than bad stuff, it kind of weighs out. You know, if, if I do a few bad things and lots of good things, then, then God is going to look at all my good things. It outweighs all the bad things and I'm going to score some points with God. <laughs> Except it doesn't work that way. Forgiveness is not doing more good than bad. Forgiveness means complete release from the penalty of our son. Sin. Complete release. You don't have to do anything. Jesus comes and says, I know what you did last summer. And all the others before that. But you are forgiven. You don't have to try and do anything. You don't have to try and impress God with your good deeds. It's done. Forgiveness means release from penalty of sin. Of course, we don't understand that. Because if somebody does something wrong to us, we want to squeeze them for that, don't we? Now make sure they suffer at least as much as we did. Huh? And we, we, we struggle with this concept of forgiveness. But guys, that's what Jesus did. So we're not trying to impress God with the good, so forgive us. Just trust in Jesus Christ, and he releases us. He raises the penalty of our sin. My friends, that is supernatural. Can you believe that every bad thing you've ever done can be forgiven? Can you believe that God has released you? He has released you from the penalty of every sin that you have ever done. Have you thought about that? Are you missing the supernatural act of God's forgiveness? And that's what, what Christmas means. Jesus coming to this world means you and I are released from the penalty of sin. That is supernatural. And that is from God. Yay. Huh? Number two. Are we missing the supernatural occurrence of new life? Are you missing that perhaps? You see, God promises new life to those who trust in him. 
Once in a conversation with uh, Nicodemus in John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus he had to be born again. And obviously, Nicodemus had problems with the supernatural because he says, that's impossible. <laughs> How can that happen? I'm, I'm already here. How can I be born again? I'm going to creep again into my mother's womb or what? And, and, and he didn't understand. And what Jesus was saying is that we can be the same on the outside, but new on the inside. Jesus is saying you can have a new life through him. Even though physically I'm the same person, in the soul I have a new life. And I would call receiving a new life a supernatural occurrence, wouldn't you? Huh? Can you believe that you can get a do-over? <laughs> we often see TV programs about a makeover of houses and this and that, and they, they do a complete new thing. Well, that's you and I when we allow Jesus in. He does a makeover. Unfortunately, it doesn't take all the wrinkles and stuff, you know, but inside, I'm a new person. I've got new life. I do a makeover, hallelujah. And I'm a totally different person than I was before, before meeting Christ. Listen, are you missing out on the supernatural occurrence of God giving you a new life this Christmas? Number three, what about the supernatural reality that you matter to God. Listen carefully. Are you missing this Christmas? The supernatural reality of you mattering to God? Yes, you matter to God. Just nudge somebody next to you and says, hey, the pastor is talking about you. Do it quickly. At the same time, wake anybody that's asleep next to you right now. Eish. Huh? Do you realize that you matter to God. Oh, pastor, if you only knew me, you wouldn't say that. I matter to nobody. My life is worthless. I'm such a worm. Uh-uh. You matter to God. God created us to love us. He loves us. You matter to God. Jesus was born because you matter to God. Because of our sins, we are separated. We've separated ourselves from God. But God is not satisfied with you separated from Him. And so Jesus came because God created you to love you. And so Jesus comes to make amends, to restore that relationship. And me mattering to God, guys, this has to be supernatural because it's beyond and above what science can explain. It's beyond and above what man can do. Man cannot do this. It is God. Can you believe that God wants to use you? Can you believe that God knows you can make a real difference in this world? Are you missing the supernatural reality that you matter to God. And finally, number four, the supernatural future of living with God forever. Listen, this Christmas, are you missing the supernatural future of living with God forever? Listen, this one is so supernatural, it's out of this world, man. Okay? Because it takes you way out there where one day we are going to make a one-way trip to heaven to be with him forever. Can you believe? Time will no longer matter or have an effect on us. Hey, Jesus came to give us eternal life, a life that never ends. Are you going to miss the supernatural future 
of spending eternity in heaven. Guys, listen, the supernatural manifestations surrounding the birth of Jesus have launched us, you and I, today into the supernatural experience of being able to be children of God and have an eternal future with him. Think about that. Just think about that. It is one more item of amazement <laughs> to add to what we studied last week. So, become aware of the supernatural in the Christmas story. Don't miss it. Don't get so caught up with the party and the food and the crowd and the family and so on that you miss the supernatural in the Christmas story. As you gather together on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whenever you celebrate, just take a moment, just step back. And remember, the supernatural that we are celebrating. Jesus coming into this world has thrown us into the supernatural realm. He has given us supernatural gifts. Things which man cannot explain. Man cannot do. It takes God himself. Amen? So become aware of the supernatural in the Christmas story. Do not miss it. And become as well aware of the supernatural move of God in your life today. Take a moment to think of your life this past year, this past couple of years. Has God moved in your life? He has certainly moved in my life in supernatural ways. And I'm sure if we would have time to talk to people in this room here, many of you would say, you know what? This happened to me. That event occurred in my life and it was God's supernatural intervention and let's be grateful for that and let's live that reality every single day so this Christmas do not let these elements be missing be amazed at what God has done to bring about the birth of Jesus be aware of the supernatural elements of that story and how we have gained access to a supernatural relationship with God because of that hallelujah and I pray folks that you'll have a wonderful Christmas amen Amen. Wonderful. Let's stand up to closing prayer, folks. And I want you to go and think about these things. Remember our Christmas service here on Wednesday, the 25th, 9.30. Just about one hour, just a short service as we come and we celebrate the greatest gift that this world has ever received. Amen. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. And before I pray, just take a moment to think about these things I've mentioned. These supernatural things. Have you received the supernatural act of forgiveness from Christ? Have you embraced eternal life, which is supernatural? And if there is any doubt in your mind, why not use these moments right now, right here? And just say, Lord Jesus, I realize today the supernatural in the Christmas story. I come to you, Lord Jesus, and receive you as my Savior, I, I confess to you, I need salvation. Yes, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. And so I ask you to forgive me and to save me. Give me the supernatural gift of new life, of forgiveness, of eternal life. And that simple prayer, right there where you are. If you listen to this recording, right there where you are. That simple prayer will connect you. 
with a supernatural relationship with Jesus. And so, Father, I pray your blessing upon everyone under the sound of my voice, listening to this message here or in the recording. Let this Christmas be a time of realization of the supernatural acts which took place around Christmas that the birth of Jesus brings to us today, Lord. And we celebrate Christmas with a sense of amazement at all the events that led up to it. And with a sense of the supernatural, Lord, as we realize that only God could do these things in us and for us. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so now may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us until the day we see him face to face. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. A Merry Christmas to you if I don't see you before then. And we'll see you next year for the very last meeting of the year. God bless you. Amen.